Hello, my dear friends, and welcome to my first ever podcast episode. I am really excited to get this thing going. I've had this idea for quite some time now. And yeah, this podcast is going to be mostly about health, fitness, navigating your 20s with a job or throughout college, and just how to get your life together in a way. I definitely don't have mine together 100%, but I'm getting there and getting there quickly. So I thought it would be a great idea to share my perspective in effort to build a strong community or even just to help one or two people who decide to listen to this during their work or gym cardio sessions or anything like that. So welcome, and I'm really excited to get started with this. So for episode one, I thought that I would start off strong by giving you guys some tips of how I wake up at 4.30 a.m. every morning to work out and what I do in order to make sure that I have a very strong, productive start to my day and have that continue throughout the rest of my day until I wind down at nighttime. I work a very standard 9 to 5 job, so my hours are pretty much 8.30ish to around 5.15. So most of my day is taken up by working, at least Monday through Friday. And I'm just going to give you the rundown of what my day-to-day looks like. A lot of these tips I've learned through either reading about sleep science or listening to podcasts like the Huberman podcast, which is fantastic and you should definitely check out if you have not already. He's a neuroscientist and does a lot of science-based podcast episodes and it's pretty fantastic, so I would check that out. And just as a little disclaimer, I'm not one of those people that is like, in order for you to go to the gym and have a good workout and have a good balance in life, you have to get up at 4.30 or 5 a.m. and be one of those people that goes to the gym then. The only reason that I go that early is because I have tried everything else with my schedule and it does not work. I've tried to go during my break, um, which is only an hour, and that did not work out because it's not enough time. I've tried to go right after work, um, but my dogs are alone for too long at that point, and I feel like a terrible dog mom if I don't go home and let them out. So I can't do that. And also, I have tried to go later at night, but that also does not work out because I cannot take caffeine past like 8 or 9 p.m. If I do decide to do that, I will quite literally never fall asleep. And also... I will have very poor quality sleep, so those two things are not great, and if I don't take caffeine at such a late workout time, I will not be able to put in a good effort and intensity into my actual lifts, and that also is not ideal. So this has led me down the rabbit hole of being one of those 4am, 5am lifters. And honestly, it has changed my life for the better. And I can go into a whole other episode about that because it's helped me implement routine and discipline so efficiently into my life. And it has changed it, changed my perspective. But that's a whole nother story. So these tips are going to be more science-based and more practical. In other episodes, I would really like to get into more psychology, more self realization type stuff and 
fitness, health, anything that kind of comes to mind and that I feel that I could offer a decent perspective on based on my life experience and also just things that I've read or listened to. You may be saying to yourself, I don't need sleep, I'm young, screw it, but I have delved into the science quite a bit and the research saying how much sleep affects the rest of your day and the productivity, your alertness, your ability to put an effort in tasks throughout the day is astounding. So if you can get your sleep in order and under great quality, then your life can improve by tenfold. And I'm mostly just relaying information and science, like I said, but I can speak from personal experience how much implementing these tips and little daily things into my routine has changed my life and the quality of my sleep and then the quality of my mood throughout the day. Like, I don't get upset about specific things as quickly as I used to. I'm able to be more level-headed and calm and alert throughout the day. So without further ado, I'm going to jump right into it because I've babbled enough. I'm going to kind of break this down into three different phases. So there's phase one, which basically consists of zero to nine hours after you wake up. Phase two, which consists 10 to 16 hours after you wake up. And then phase three, which is 17 to 24 hours after you wake up. And you don't have to implement these tips into your life to wake up at 5 a.m. You can do this to wake up at any time that you need and feel refreshed no matter what. First talk about that phase one. So this is going to be zero to nine hours after you wake up. So for me, that's about 4.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. So at this point, when you first wake up, your body temperature is at an all-time high you have an increase in cortisol generally and then you have a higher metabolism and ability to focus so here are some tips that you can implement in that phase one so the first one is going to be sunlight in your eyes 40 to 60 minutes after you wake up if you wake up before the sun comes out like i do this can be just turning on all the lights in your house just to get that that light in your in your eyes that actually helps you wake up much better than if you were to stay in like that muted darkness that a lot of people prefer when they first wake up sunlight is better andrew huberman talks about this a lot he loves having sunlight in your eyes as soon as you wake up but again if you don't have that when you wake up at 4 30 or 5 or whatever it is the light from your indoor light is fine just make sure that it's bright because this will wake you up and start increasing that cortisol and that body temperature and that focus and the metabolism. The second one is cold exposure, which does have a link to increased dopamine in the morning. The way that I do this is when I come home from the gym, probably around maybe seven, I take a cold shower and I know a lot of people (laughs) hate cold showers and they don't like the idea of it, but I promise you it will make you feel so refreshed throughout the day. And the thing that was pretty interesting that they discussed on the Huberman podcast episode, which I can link in the description, they talked about how if your body starts to have goosebumps, that's kind of how you know that it is working. 
So it doesn't have to be insanely cold. It has to just be cold enough for your body to start producing those goosebumps. And Dr. Huberman also recommends going in and out, uh, kind of in sets in a way, sets and reps. So what I do is I'll turn the water on real cold. I will go in for maybe like a minute, come out, chill, get a little warm, and then go back in for another minute and then do that just like three or four times in the morning. It does not take very long. The third thing is exercising. So there's a lot of debate of when is the best time to exercise, and I'm not an exercise physiologist nor any sort of uh, physiologist, biologist, anything like that. But a lot of studies do show that exercising in the morning can increase your core body temperature, which makes you more alert and gets your day started going very efficiently. So that is why I prefer to exercise straight in the morning. So I will get up. I don't even really eat before I lift because I don't like to eat that early in the morning. And I will exercise first thing in the morning. The fourth thing that is very important is to delay caffeine intake for 90 to 120 minutes after waking up to avoid that very bad caffeine crash that none of us want to have. So I usually wait again until I come home from the gym to have any caffeine. Sometimes on leg days, I will take pre-workout quite early in the morning. So it's probably about 45 minutes after I wake up, which is not ideal. But again, that's not every day. We do not want our bodies to be dependent on that caffeine intake that early in the morning because as most of you probably know, when you give your body caffeine that early, then the natural cortisol that will wake you up will not be as efficient in the morning if it's so dependent on caffeine. I think it's cortisol. I'm not really sure. But you don't want your body dependent on caffeine is my point. So let's move into that phase two, which is about 10 to 16 hours after you wake. So for me, that time is about 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. The things that you can do during this time that will optimize your sleep, optimize your schedule every day, is if you take naps, do not take naps longer than 90 minutes and do not take a nap if it will affect your ability to fall asleep later in the nighttime. The second thing is no caffeine after 4 p.m. And if you do, please try and keep it under 100 milligrams because 100 milligrams is, is quite a lot. We don't want any energy, energy drinks or anything like that after 4 p.m. That will do a number on your sleep quality and ability to fall asleep. So personally, I don't do any caffeine after 4 p.m. ever. I usually cut off my caffeine intake at about 11 in the morning, which is pretty hard for most people because I know they like to sip on it throughout their workday or something. But I'll just sip on other things after 11, like non-caffeine tea or stuff like that. And now let's talk about that last phase three. So this is going to be 17 to 24 hours after you wake up. So for me, this is going to be about 9.30 to 5 a.m. So that's kind of when I go to bed. I go to bed at around 9 or 9.30. I try to. My tips for this and what I typically do is one, no caffeine at all. If I have caffeine during this time, I will not be able to fall asleep personally. No or little blue light. So 
try to limit that screen time. I know it's hard for everybody, but if you are on the screen, then try and keep your phone in that warm tone mode, which is less harsh on your eyes. Another one is make your sleeping environment colder. I kind of forget why that one was there. I think it was because your body temperature will decrease during the nighttime. So in order to regulate that throughout the night, you want to be sleeping in a colder environment. Also, don't sleep with socks on. <laughs> That's kind of just a personal preference, but I personally do not sleep with socks on because it helps me regulate my temperature throughout the night better if I'm not having stuff on my feet or hands. If you do have trouble falling asleep and winding down at night, I recommend taking a hot shower because that, at least for me, calms my body down, kind of gets it ready to get all cozy and sleepy. Another one is alcohol and THC leads you a low quality sleep. There is a lot of studies that agree with this. So even having one glass of alcohol at night during this phase three can disrupt your sleep, even if you don't realize it. Alcohol can help you fall asleep in a lot of instances, but it does affect the quality of your sleep. If we think about the two most important things with having a good sleep circadian rhythm for yourself, we want sleep length and then also sleep quality. A lot of people do not think about the quality part. They just think, oh, well, if I get my seven hours, eight hours a night, then I'll be fine. But a long sleep with poor quality is still going to be doing a number on your body. Finally, I just want to throw in a couple of other tips that I have implemented and learned that have helped me. So the most optimal times to work out, according to a lot of science that I have read, is either right when you wake up, three hours after you wake up, or about 11 hours after you wake up. So a lot of this can be like people who wake up early-ish in the morning having those late afternoon workouts. A lot of a lot of people think that that is when they're at their most optimal strength and alertness. That does not work with my schedule, so I do it right when I wake up. The other thing is really, really try to keep the same sleeping and wake times throughout your week. And that means even on weekends, which kind of sucks if you wake up really, really early during the weekdays like I do. But if you must sleep in, do not go past like an hour of sleeping in and don't stay up like an hour past what you usually would. Try not to. I know like life happens and, you know, we want bounce and to be realistic here. But in order to optimize this whole thing which is extremely important for your mental health and physical health and emotional health. So those are all the tips that I have to share that I have been implementing into my life and that have allowed me to wake up so early and have a kick-ass day most of the time. So I would recommend that you guys try this out or at least implement as many tips as you can into your life. I promise you once you get your sleep under control and consistent that your quality of life and your health and everything like that will improve so very much.
It is so important. I never realized it. And especially when you're a teenager and you're in your young 20s and everybody's going out and partying and not really caring about when they get sleep and when they don't, you're not really super cognizant of it. But as I've moved into this, you know, full-time nine-to-five corporate job and have implemented this into my daily lifestyle, it has improved, like I said, tenfold. So I definitely recommend you guys look into the science of sleep. There's a lot of really interesting books out there. There's a lot of interesting podcasts that are very science-based if you're into that. Like I said, the Huberman podcast has been such a great resource for me because I am a scientist, but I am a rock scientist, rock physics scientist. So I don't learn a whole lot about biology or physiology, but... I kind of understand the quality and how to find good science, at least, just from going to grad school and all that. So, yeah, I definitely recommend looking at those. My future episodes are going to be kind of all over the board. I'm going to just talk about whatever I find interesting. Like I said, I'm going to try and release these episodes on Mondays each week just to get a really good kick-ass start to your week and maybe something that you can listen to at work or whatever. I'm going to be talking about all things like self-respect, self-improvement, relationships, wellness, fitness, how to have a good work-life balance, stuff like that, how to navigate stuff in your 20s. And again, I'm just going to be speaking from my lived experience, things that I've read, stuff like that. So this is mostly an effort to just gain community, gain like-minded individuals and kind of aggregate them all in one spot and to connect with people through the internet. So I really appreciate you guys if you stuck around and listened to this and I'm really looking forward to making more of these. Um, I will do anything pretty much anything that you want. I'm open to suggestions as far as topics go. I have quite a long list that I want to get to. So just a couple of podcast ideas are how to love yourself so you can start loving others, waking up at 4am and how that changed my life. Another one is you may be attached, not in love. Another one is why you need to be financially independent as a woman and why I got my master's degree. So just stuff like that. I have a lot of really cool ideas and I would really like to share with you and kind of gain a community and a group of people that are like-minded and are kind of a little bit nerdy like me that we could connect on fitness, health, like I said, anything in your 20s, all that stuff. So I love you guys bunches and thank you for supporting me and thank you for getting through the episode if you did. I hope this brought some insight into your life and I hope that you can get your sleep right because once you get your sleep right, you get the rest of your life right. So yeah, have a great day. Have a great week.